Hello and welcome to Succeed Through Speaking, the place for experts and entrepreneurs who want high-value ideas to boost business results. Hello, I'm Tom Bailey and in today's episode I'll be getting to know Rob Jollis who is the sought-after speaker and five-time best-selling author and has spent over 35 years and over 2.5 million air miles teaching, entertaining and inspiring audiences worldwide. So Rob, hello and welcome to today's episode. Oh, it's great to be here, Tom. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much. And just out of interest, whereabouts are you in the world right now? I am about one mile out of Washington, D.C., right in the United States. Excellent. I know it very well. Thank you so much. And just to share a little bit more about you before we do get started, Rob has delivered keynotes and workshops to numerous Fortune 500 companies, including Toyota, Disney, General Electric, and a dozen universities, and well over 50 financial institutions. The title for today's episode is How to Change Minds, and Rob is going to show us how to do that in just around seven minutes. So question number one for you today is, who are your ideal clients? Yeah, you know, the one thing you don't want to do is you never want to write a book for everybody. You don't want to Mm -hmm. build a program for everybody, build a website. And yet, I sometimes struggle with, well, let's see, who doesn't need to learn the skills of persuasion? But ideally, I typically work with sales teams. As you could hear in that bio, uh, I work with lots of banks, wirehouses. But my work now with the How to Change Minds book was to all those people who say, oh, I don't really sell. And we've always said, well, yes, you do. I don't think we've ever written a book for them. So there's no dollar signs. There's no, I'm going to make you more money, more than you've ever seen, where there's more of a cat and a mouse and the ethical responsibility to persuade. So anybody who needs that, that's my ideal client. Excellent. And on this topic of, um, you know, persuasion and, you know, how we all need to be selling, What would you say is the biggest challenge that people typically face when it comes to that mindset around sales and selling? You know, it's interesting. I think they face the same obstacle their clients face, and that is fear of change. That is huge. It's it's why if you look at my bio, yeah, I'm in the financial institutions, but you'll see me working with, uh, I've done a dozen seminars for NASA. I train hostage negotiators, polygraph examiners. The biggest challenge that many people face is acknowledging that they not only have a problem, but they want to address that problem. So uh, that's their challenge. And ironically, I'm teaching them how to work with their clients to get them over their fear of change as well. But it's a big one. Fortunately, there's process behaviors in place that are repeatable and predictable and measurable. So as long as we can get somebody who's ready for change, we're ready to go. Right. And it may seem like an obvious question, but if people are unable to change, what impact can this have on either them or their business? Well, it hampers success. Uh, as simple as that. It's just, I think we all, sometimes we don't, we're, we're what we call unconsciously incompetent. We don't yeah. know that we don't know, but we can see it in others. And so when you see others repeating the same mistake over and over again and kind of expecting a different outcome, when you can't get past your fear of change, it's a slow, slow slog through life. It's, it's frustrating. And again, what we do is our, the penalty for it is just repeating the same errors and mistakes, taking on almost a victim mentality. And 
and assuming that we are um, marred by bad luck. Uh, I don't believe in bad luck. I, 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 I do believe in luck. So let me correct that. I think we make our own luck and we, de- we decrease the chances of bad luck. That's a better way to say it. But it makes complete sense to me. And I'm sure there's a ton of advice in this book. Um, but what, what would you say is the one most valuable piece of advice that you might give to somebody who wants to make a start on changing? Yeah. Um, the first thing we have to do when you're in, and let's take it and change somebody else's mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first thing you have to do when you're engaged in a conversation, much like we're having today, uh, Tom, is in two words, we got to go deeper. So the, what holds people back? What's going on on their side? Well, most people actually do know they have an issue. They just don't necessarily want to do anything about it. To yeah. them, it's not big enough. And we have to remember that people don't fix small problems. They fix big problems. So our job, that one piece of advice is don't just take what the client, what somebody's giving you as their potential problem and say, well, okay, let me fix it for you. Uh, you're going to see them stuck in that fear of change. Go deeper means ask more questions, more questions, problem solve, act like a consultant, act like a three-year-old, ask them because why, and stay there. The bigger the problem become, we don't have to wait for it to actually happen, but the bigger vision of the problem they have, the more urgency they have to fix it, and the more urgency they have to fix it, obviously, the faster they'll do it. That's more questions, a critical skill in sales. And um, absolutely. So what is one valuable resource that you can share with people to help them make a start on changing? Huh. You know, uh, there's a few ways to look at that question. Um, I know a good book called How to Change Minds, but that's an easy resource. How about this as, a ch- as something? Because uh, let's make this a free resource, okay? Right. Uh, how about a journal? And, and I mean, really pay attention to that journal. I stumbled upon writing a journal some years ago because I just kept coming back with stories from the road. And that journal has taught me so much because not only am I methodically observant, which yeah. is what a journal will do if you keep it on a regular basis. But then I look at it and I realize for every 10 stories, nine of them aren't that hot, but, but there's, there's legs to some of these stories and there's morals and there's lessons and um, I can tell you as a guy who's about 2,200 pages deep into journals, there's a lot that can be learned. Last thing, it's a wonderful thing to be able to give your friends or maybe your children or, or people to say, here's the way I was, what I was thinking when I was in the wheelhouse of my career. I love that. Great advice. And what I'll do as well, though, Rob, is I'll post links on the show notes to your book and also to your website as well. Super. So you've clearly had um, a, a long journey. You talked about 2.5 million air miles, I think it was in, in the bio. And over that journey, what would you say is one of your greatest learnings, mistakes, or failures that you've made, either in life or business? And what did you learn from it? Good. Uh, and I can, I, this is an easy one for me. Yeah, great. Because as a professional speaker, I'm on stage a lot. I'm yeah. not, not so much this last year, but I thought of virtual. Uh, and the one thing that I would share with other people, and that really puts a smile on my face, even for the conversation we're having right now, Tom, I've never met you. And, you know, we were going to see what we were going to see. But I was very confident coming into this call, because I have what I call the great equalizers. I There's so much I can't control in a sale, in front of an audience, delivering a seminar, whatever. But there's one thing I can control, and that's my energy and enthusiasm. 
I okay. and I and it gives me great peace to know I always have I, they're they're always with me. I don't need the luck. I don't. Yeah. I, all I need to do is bring them, and I recognize many people will forgive a lot of things, but we won't forgive a lack of energy and enthusiasm. It's in our control, and it just uh, it makes me beam because uh, they are my greatest companions. Excellent. I love that. I'm just going to dig into that one a little bit more, just out of my own interest. Do you have something to you do to specifically put you in that state, or is it is it quite a natural process for you already? Love the question, and I do. Uh, I'm and I I'm not wearing it right now because I don't wear it for podcasts. But mm-hmm. note to self, I will in the future. I actually have a little lightning bolt that I I clip on. I put on my suit. I put on my shirt. And that lightning bolt stands for energy and enthusiasm. And and yes. as a guy who's been at this for close to 40 years, whoa, uh, obviously you can wake up one day and what if we forget? I mean, I'm not going to intentionally forget. Mm-hmm. By methodically putting that lightning bolt on and clipping it on, even as a guy's been doing it 40 years, that lets me bang, bang, look in the mirror and go, yeah. all right, brother, let's go. Let's bring it. And whatever yes. else happens, we'll play that where it lands. But I'm not forgetting. It clips on. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, I love that. Great tip. And it anchors that feeling in for you every time, which is so important. And the last question for me today is, what is the one question that I should have asked that will also bring some great value to our audience today? Huh. Uh, well, I guess a great question that you could or should ask is how much longer is Rob Jollis going to be doing this if he's doing it for 40 years? And the answer is uh, I, I, one of the greatest gifts we, we can possess is loving what we do. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I talk to anybody out there who might not be at it for 40 years. Don't be in such a hurry. You'll get there. Yeah. But build a path. Yeah. Don't be frustrated. Build a path that's, uh, that takes you, it will never be a direct line but on a line to get there, because that's the reward. That's not necessarily the finish line, but that's the line we're looking for. And I'm a a very blessed man that I happen to love what I do. I I, I don't love sitting in an airport. I don't love, there's always aspects of what we do, but to be able to engage in a conversation with with a person like you, Tom, or to be able to take it in front of an audience, boy, there's just nothing better. So build that path and, and stay on it. I love it. Thank you so much, Rob, for your time today. I really appreciate you sharing such great value with our audience.